This is JimPinto.com e-news number 320, the 20th of November 2013. This e-news is read by Jim's text-to-speech robot, Mac Jimbo, or Mac Jimbot, if you prefer. As usual, there are five items and three feedbacks in this issue of e-news. Item 1. Human Population Explosion Just before my recent trip to India, I read Dan Brown's latest book, Inferno. It's fiction, but it resonated in my mind as I felt the overwhelming crush of crowds in Bangalore, my once idyllic hometown. I experienced the same in many of the other cities. During the 20th century alone, the world population has grown from 1.65 billion to 6 billion. There will soon be 7 billion people. By 2050 global population is projected to reach over 10 billion. The highest birth rates are occurring in a handful of nations in Africa and Asia. All of these people need food, water, clean air, and space to survive. This theme is explored in Dan Brown's book with a riveting story. The book includes figures and graphs about population growth, climate change, fish and wildlife depletion, destruction of forests and greenery, reduction of water resources, and more. The Inferno story is about a brilliant but unhinged scientist who believes that he should save humanity by reducing the population. Beyond fiction, reality resonated repeatedly during my India tour. One quickly realizes that the population growth patterns cannot continue. It's an issue that no one wants to discuss, while wealthy nations are busy with matters related to their own reducing prosperity. What's your opinion? Item 2 Book, Computation for Humanity I thought I'd share this new book with you because it includes the chapter which I wrote, Evolution of the Techno-Human. This starts the final section, Visionary Pondering and Outlook on Computation for Humanity. The book is about different computational methodologies, useful as a research and reference guide to scientists, engineers, and academics. It includes several examples that can be adapted to address everyday problems. The editors and authors of this book consider that computational technologies will result in fundamental changes in multiple arenas, practice of the arts, professions and sciences, and the ways in which society manages its practical operations, health, infrastructure design, and political processes. It's expected to be prescribed as a textbook in some broad disciplines. This book is a good and fresh read. While it covers technical topics, the language used is light and readable. It will reach a wide target of readers and function as a good source of information. Item 3. Growth of Virtual Currency, Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency where the creation and transfer of virtual cash is based on cryptographic protocol, independent of any central authority. Money can be transferred through a computer or smartphone without any intermediate financial institution. Issuing bitcoins and managing transactions is done collectively by the network. Bitcoin is open source. Its design is public. Nobody owns or controls it and everyone can take part. Unlike traditional currencies where central banks decide how much money to print, 
No central authority governs the supply of bitcoins. It is not backed by physical assets and its value depends on people's confidence in the currency. Bitcoin recently broke $200, compared to $12 a year ago and the market remains highly volatile. This electronic cash system concept was introduced in a 2008 paper by a developer known only as Satoshi Nakamoto. Bitcoin transactions are processed by servers, called Bitcoin miners, which confirm transactions by adding them to a ledger, updated and archived periodically using peer-to-peer -peer file sharing. China's got the Bitcoin bug. A real estate developer in Shanghai just announced that it's now accepting Bitcoins for one of its mid-range flats in a posh Shanghai suburb. Half of the world's daily Bitcoin trading volume now comes from China. Bitcoin has a credible future as an alternative to traditional payment methods. Momentum is coming from around the world. As amateur investors, venture capitalists and technology enthusiasts keep pumping money, the volume of transactions remains tiny, but some think this currency could eventually become as ubiquitous as email. A tiny but growing number of stores, travel agents and online merchants are starting to accept this digital currency as a means of payment. One couple recently traveled the world using just Bitcoin, though with mixed success. Item 4. Perry Marshall Book, 80-20 Sales and Marketing. Perry Marshall is a marketing strategist and author of several books, including Ultimate Guide to Google AdWords and Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising. He speaks often at conferences and corporate events and runs successful seminars. Perry has just written and published a book, 80-20 Sales and Marketing, the definitive guide to working less and making more. You know the Pareto principle, 20% of anything generates 80% of the results. This book applies that to sales and marketing and discusses leverage that can bring big results fast. Likely, you already knew some of the points Perry makes, but never quite applied them the way he suggests, and he keeps developing sales and marketing corollaries that yield amazing results. You must read this book. The easy-to-read tidbits smack your mind and drag you further into immediate rewards. I dare you to read just a few pages and not find something that helps you directly, and not keep reading more and more. In his book, The Effective Executive, famed management guru Peter Drucker said, Results are obtained by exploiting opportunities, not by solving problems. Perry Marshall preaches the 80-20 rule, forget the 80%, work on the 20%, narrow it down to the few opportunities that generate the most results. Hey, go read a sample of the book on Amazon. I dare you not to get a copy for yourself. Item 5. Jim Pinto Webinar with Perry Marshall, December 18, 2013. Perry Marshall conducted and published an interview with me over a decade ago, while I was still at Action Instruments and my company had recently been acquired by Eurotherm Invences. Perry is hosting a special live webinar with me at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central, 10 a.m. Pacific, Wednesday, December 18th. The session is 90 minutes, with time reserved for live audience Q&A. 
Here's how Perry introduces me in his webinar, landing page. Automation used to only be a threat to blue-collar factory workers. Now it's a threat to everyone. Will Google, Facebook, Amazon and Apple become agents of an Orwellian police state? This is not a new question. Jim Pinto is better qualified than almost anyone to answer because he's lived his entire life in the automation business. Jim is now a technology futurist and keynotes at major events all over the world. His monthly newsletters are a must-read. Jim will open up his treasure chest of knowledge and experience and present directly actionable steps which, if followed, can produce immediate practical results. Hey, reserve the time and let's talk. Wednesday, December 18th, 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central, 10 a.m. Pacific Time. As usual, there are three feedbacks in Theo's issue of AI News. Feedback 1. Bob Simpson writes about continuing congressional posturing and conflicts. Says Bob. I believe Washington's basic problem is that they measure everything not for what is best for the country, but to optimize their own chances for re-election. Most legislators seem to have a goal of a lifetime career in government. The forefathers created the legislative branch as a temporary position whereby knowledgeable people could bring their strengths of leadership and business acumen to Washington, and after six to eight years return to their businesses. I believe the whole process could be dramatically improved by having term limits on the House and the Senate. Both parties seem to disperse fear tactics to get the public's attention rather than providing solutions. We need change. but. Who among them will stand up for term limits and flushing their pack money down the drain? Feedback 2 Rick Lamb insists that email is not broken. Rick writes, Email is a pretty fundamentally sound communications method. A few incremental improvements would make it great. It just needs to be tweaked with some overlays. As a transport mechanism, email's great. You can send messages large and small, all kinds of files and attachments if they're not huge, or links if they are. Voice, text, images, sounds, documents are all compatible. You can choose to get immediate notification, verified read receipts, or let email sit until you're ready. You can encrypt it, and track it to some extent. It offers immediacy or not, as you prefer. You can have it pushed to you, or you can fetch it at leisure. It's one of the only true completely open systems generally free of commercial interference and vendor compatibility and interoperability problems. Saying email is broken, is like suggesting the concept of a phone call is broken. Email is not broken, just often abused. Feedback 4 Stephen Hinman has some concerns about driverless cars. Stephen writes, Regarding self-driving cars, I do see a lot of benefits, however I also see a lot of concerns. I notice that most of the places these driverless cars are now legal, are places where most of the population are not faced with snowy and icy conditions. I just wonder if the programming of these cars will have even considered hazardous driving situations, which are something we deal with quite often in Colorado. 
Perhaps the driverless car won't even allow you to drive in these conditions. I just wonder if the driverless car is another version of the flying car that I have been waiting for since I was a kid in the 60s. Well, that's this issue of e-news. Please send us your feedback. Send your email to jim at jimpinto.com. Thank you for listening.